and it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. Cool, we'll get started in three, two, one. We're live. DJ M. Dot is in the building. Mr. Miami. He's in the studio. It's the damn good day show. Welcome, my friend. What a damn good day to have a damn good day. Woo! Man, you said you, it. You, you, you said it. I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me. I mean, guys. this show might have been built for your personality. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that that no pressure. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 you know, generally speaking, it's the people in this world that bring smiles to people's faces that I, I can't get enough of. I love hanging out with them and you're one of those people and you've been everywhere. So this is great. <laughs> I think when you're living your truth, man, and you have a passion for something and, and you really enjoy that, there's no reason why you should not be smiling. Like I wake up every day, like happy, you know, and like, like we were talking, you know, off the air, like I can't believe people actually pay me to do all the things that I do. You know, so it's like, yeah, man, of course I'm a smile. I'm a smile every day. And there's so many cool things in this world to get excited about. Absolutely. Right. There's so many different hobbies and, and things to dive into. I saw this post about a bonsai tree recently. Bonsai trees are dope. Have yeah. you ever seen these? Like, you can get so stoked on the hobby of building a bonsai yeah. tree. And uh, I've had this dream one day that one day I'm going to create a bonsai tree garden. Okay. Right? I mean, this is going to be like my 40s, right? I'm like projecting <laughs> maybe 20 years out. And I'm going to get like, have you ever seen like, it's called a finger monkey. They're like literally two inch actual like monkeys, right? Monkeys? Yeah, yeah. And they're very social animals. So I want to get a whole clan of them to swing in their little <laughs> bonsai tree forest with like a dinner table around it i posted this on instagram and this and is a sober thought <laughs> this is a sober thought yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just do so much things in this world that are so fun That's it. you know what i mean there's so much hobbies to explore absolutely there's there's a ton of things that you can uh find interesting and and, and put all that positive energy into it and then and, and just you know Wish for the best of the outcome. And man. it's so cool when you're speaking on stage and, and talking to someone and you see that energy come back out. Because, I mean, one thing that you're just so impressive and amazing at is connecting with people, right? Like, even when you came in here, you're just so, I felt like we've known you for a very long time. You have just that friendly vibe. And you've been like that your whole life? For the most part, I really have, man. I think uh, it's just, I, it's, it's, it's not something that you can teach for the most part. I think you're kind of born with it. Um, but I, I, I genuinely like being around people. I, I'm fascinated with meeting new people and listening to their story yeah. and, and finding out who they are. You know, so uh, I just have a profound love for people and, and people with the same kind of energy. You can feel that, you know, because I felt the same way when I walked in and you're like, eh, and I'm like, I know this guy since high school, Talk you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, it, it, the feeling's mutual. But, uh, yeah, it's just... I, I, I pride myself on, on being a, a pretty cool, laid back, you know, always happy person, man. I see people all the time and, you know, I, I, I'm a hugger. Like, hey, what's up? I bring it in tight. I'm just, I'm just that person. Yeah, and then it shows and you're able to just work a mic so well, work a DJ booth so well because you're just being yourself and you're looking for people to have a good time. Literally just being myself. And, and I, I go into every show just if I can – if I can gain a new fan, just, you know, if I can have you forget about whatever is going on in your life, right? You may have had a terrible day, but if there's some kind of interaction with me and you, well, the objective is for you to have a damn good day, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's on me to do my job 
and to try to get you to forget about everything else. So whether it's at a game or whether it's on tour or, you know, I'm hosting a club or I'm DJing a club, whatever it is, like, I, I want I want to make sure you have the best time and you walk away like, you know, like, damn, you know what? That was a pretty cool DJ, man. Uh, you know, I don't normally get excited for games, but he had my hands up when I was in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, woo, woo. That, that, you know, that's 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 my objective. I love that when you touched on the people aspect, because I so agree when you meet someone new, they have an ex- like completely different experience on this earth that you have. Right. And you're able to just essentially get the summary of what they've gone through. And that's amazing and fascinating because you can watch all the YouTube videos in the world, but you can. It's way easier if you just know a homie that does it. Right. You know. I think everyone has a story, you know, and and I'm just I'm as equally intrigued by their story as they are with mine. You know, I'm sick of talking about mine. I want to find out what's going on with you. You know, stuff like that. You're a good listener, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 key, and that's that that's that's happened over time. You know, like when you're genuinely interested in someone. Then of course you you know you're gonna open up your ears and really pay attention and focus and and hear what that person has to say and and uh, and take everything into consideration and and whatnot. But yeah, man, I'm just I've, I've I've for the most part always been like this. I think the best compliment I've ever gotten within this industry was you know um, I hate to name drop or hear two minutes into the show. Uh, Jamie Foxx's manager, who I tour with, yes, I tour with Jamie Fox. Drop those names. I know. Drop here we go. <laughs> Two minutes in the show, Mr. I'm already, Fox, I'm already picking up names. Like, did you drop something in that? Sky's already like, did you drop something? Yes, I'll pick it up later. Um, he, and he really broke it down to me and really put things in perspective. He's like, everyone has talent, right? We all have some kind of God-given talent. Now, what separ- separates me from a thousand other DJs is he said, you're a good person. You're generally a good person. You walk in here every day with the same energy. Like, you know, it's almost like a childlike energy, you know, because I'm, I'm literally happy. Like I mentioned before, like you guys going to pay me to do this shit for real. This is great. So I think that was one of the best compliments I ever got. And I, and I, I still, you know, I pride myself on that. And I, and, and I always keep that near and dear to me because I, I I always want to, you know, be known as a, as a good, solid person. Yeah. Forget all like the accolades and everything I do. No, man. Like, yeah, that guy was talented, but he's an even better person. Like, and you, when you're around good people, it's the best because good people attract good people. Absolutely. And and that's what it comes down to. I think we have similar personalities in the sense where, you know, we have that vibe when, you know, when we met earlier, but well, I love what you're doing with like all the, just the, the you're living a lifestyle that I kind of want to live. You know, I want to get into that world and, and just one day, I mean, I just, just, just whenever you're in front of people, right? Like I got started in network marketing when I was younger and that was my entry. Have you, are you familiar with the network marketing? It's no. basically, there's a bunch of these different companies that allow you to, they don't look at your resume or anything. You can become a part of their business okay. and essentially you can build a team of distributors. And then if you build a biggest the distribution team you can get paid commissions off of that but anyone can do it. they don't they don't care if you're from like yale or jail doesn't matter you can just <laughs> yell or jail jail of business right <laughs> and i i was involved in this company called vima and i was 20 years old at the time didn't know what i was doing but i was stoked on the idea that all of my friends could make money and we could yeah. all do it together and oh my god it's so fun and that I was in the right place at the right time with the right people yeah. learn to speak in front of people in backyards like really like weird places just speaking and pitching on the fly but that exposed me to realize that 
you know, you can become anyone that you really want to be, you know? And I like the whole, like, be it till you become it, not fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like I, I never liked that fake it till you make it thing, because if you don't make it, then what happens, you know? Right. So it's like, no, like just, just be yourself until you actually become who you want to be For and, sure. then, and just rock with it like that. Like I, you know, I've heard that term so much over the years, like fake it till you make it. And this, no man, like, no. Yeah, because fakeness is so unattractive. Yeah, like yeah. like the coolest, like the the best attribute is when you meet someone that's just like comfortable in their skin. So know? what happens is you're going to at some point you're going to believe your own hype, and again, if you don't make it, then what happens then? So let's say you're trying to fake it till you make it forever, and you just don't succeed. But you're ultimately going to feed into that alter ego, like yeah, I'm that person. No, you're not. You didn't do anything. You didn't make it. So why even do that? Just grind, just grind, just grind. And eventually you're going to make it. You right. put the work in. And if you, know? you got your clan of people, like me, me and Sky talk a lot about the whole idea of like a tribe. I think we as people were supposed to be in, in tribes. Yeah. We were supposed to be connected in these communities. Yeah. Not living by ourselves, cooking by ourselves, doing everything by ourselves. I mean, that's like taxing on the brain. Yeah. You know, it's like the longhouse lifestyle. It's everyone's doing a job, right? You have a job. And if you accomplish that job, you, you come home, you bring food to the fam, everyone's enjoying, everyone's eating. Right. I just think that building like those tight friendships is so critical for everyone when they move to a new city, when they get into a new environment. And But if you don't put yourself out there and step outside your comfort zone, you'll never meet that circle. So imagine, would you feel better? And this is just hypothetically speaking. Yeah. If you made it and your friends were just, they didn't make it and they were just there. Or if all of you, built you know built something together and you all made it i mean obviously you're gonna feel that's that's a way better feeling like we yeah. all started you know it's cliche but we all started from the bottom and 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 we rose together the rising tide right. raises all ships as opposed to just like oh yeah i made it and like let me just leave you guys behind you know no so let's let's build together and that's the abundance mentality. That's what it's all about. Like yeah. there's so much great things that can happen in this world. And there's so much different career paths. Obviously that bonsai tree thing is super weird, <laughs> but like there's so many different things to get fired up about Absolutely. different hobbies and different excitements, different venues. Like if you're not stoked at life, start a side hustle, start yeah. a new thing, start right. podcasting. I think podcasting is the biggest life hack on the planet, you know, forces you to meet new people, build a blog, you know, go on Fiverr, find someone that can start building that blog for you. You were mentioning that you're not, you don't like doing all the content stuff, but sometimes you got to do the content, yeah. you know? I, you know, I come from an era where when I started DJing, social media wasn't around, you know, but now it's like, you have to really, I, again, like I mentioned earlier, like I'm, I'm one of the, I'm a type of person that if you know, you know, like if you know who I am, great. Like if you know what I do, great. I never felt the need to have to put it in your face. Like, Hey, you know, I'm hanging out with this person or Hey, I'm hanging out with this person or like, let's look at my phone and see how many celebrities numbers I have, you know, but in this industry, because it's so competitive, you kind of have to remind people like, yeah, you know, I kind of do this because ultimately I, I don't ever want to be that. Hey, whatever happened to blank guy? <laughs> because you don't see me you enough or don't relevant. hear about me enough. Yeah. I definitely want to stay relevant. I never want to turn into, hey, uh, Ian, you, whatever happened to M-Dot? Like, you remember that guy? Guy was so talented, but that's I don't want to be that person. So I make sure, you know, I try to stay relevant with the content and stuff. Funny story, another 
you know, let me pick this name back up. But I remember doing an event with Jamie in Miami, uh, a crypto event with Jamie in Miami in November. And I remember getting like five or six DMs like, yo, you know, Jamie Foxx? Like, that's so crazy. And I'm sitting here thinking like, that's been a 15 year relationship. Like I've been well, like with, that's your brother. Yeah. Like I've, but because I'm not like this all the time, you wouldn't know. But then it's like, I start getting things like that. And I'm like, yeah, well maybe I need to post a little bit more content, not to flex, but just to, just to stay relevant for the most part. Because again, this, this industry is so But you don't need to, if, if people know you're legit, if you're real, you don't need to do it. You know, yeah, there's you, no, there's no reason to prove, you know, how genuine and solid you are. But I think it's, it's, it's good for, for, for the industry because again, there, there are, so, there's a, there's, it opens uh, doors. There's 10,000 DJs connects in Miami, dots. I'm sure, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, so it definitely connects dots and open doors and stuff like that. But, um, again, uh, most importantly, it's just to, just to stay relevant, man, to make sure that people don't forget. And, and for me personally, that I don't turn into that, Hey, whatever happened to guy. Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, you're building your legacy. One thing it. that like always trips me out is when I think about, my potential mm -hmm. and what I could do and what I could potentially become. Mm -hmm. And then thinking like, shit, I'm not there yet because I feel one of the most difficult conversations are, is going to happen when you're, when you're older and you can't do the things you wanted to do. And you have to ask yourself like, what if, what if I tried to become, you know, a world touring DJ? Like yeah. what if I just gave it a shot and became the Miami heat, you know, uh, announcer and, and DJ and all these things or what if those what if things really kill us inside? Yeah, I, that's why the time is now, man. Just just put all push all the chips in, man, and just be be okay with whatever result you have, whatever result comes from that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, at least you could walk away knowing that you really put the work in and you gave it your all. Even if you didn't succeed on the level in which you wanted to, you can still walk away knowing like, you know what? I tried, man. I tried to be this world touring DJ. It just didn't work out in my favor. But you know what? I didn't get that gig, but I ended up getting a tennis gig, DJing for, you know, some tour or whatever it may be, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I try not to, you know, focus on the what ifs and stuff like that. Like just taking action. Yeah, man. I, I Jumping know, but, on it. But there are so, but on the, you know, contrary to that, there, there are some gigs that, I didn't get that still haunt me to this day. And that just shows like how competitive I Is am. Is that a big driver for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you like, feel those burns and they never yeah, leave. Yeah, because ultimately I knew that the talent was there. I knew I, I was When above. did you know? I just knew. You know, because they contacted me. They, you know, but for whatever reason it didn't work out, that's that's not my concern, but I do think I, I often think about the gigs that that were that I didn't get. Well, let's bring it back real quick. I want to know a little bit about the OG early you. Were okay. you always just into music? Like like when you're in high school, are you throwing parties or what, what? How how do you how do you differ from back then? So I've been involved in music since fourth grade, I think. So I'm I I was a percussionist, played the drums, you know. So uh, the little elementary school band and went on to middle school drums went on to high school same thing in college what's your favorite type of drums snare drum i played snare, marching snare when i went to high school and college before that i was just a drum set and you know stuff like that but um 
Yeah, man, I've, I've always been around music, music and sports, which is ironic because look at what I do now, I'm music and sports. Music and sports. So, uh, but yeah, I, I've always been around music, man, and, and little did I know, I, I, I had no idea that I was gonna, you know, remain involved in music um, going into college. Uh, side note, I, I was going into law enforcement, man. I wanted to, I wanted to make an impact with people, and especially in kids, and I was looking more towards, you know, gang unit or something like that in law enforcement. And I ended up being in music and making a similar impact for the most part. But um, I had no idea I wanted to do this, man. And I, like I was talking to somebody earlier, uh, going back to high school, I was, I was my host for the pep rallies. And then once I left that, I didn't think about picking up a microphone you're such later. a pepper rally host. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I did. Yeah. And you know, thinking back, like looking back in hindsight, I was like, wow. Like back then, I was hosting pep rallies for my high school. You and just then, volunteered. You're like, I'll do it. Yeah, and then because I had the cool personality, and I was a cool, you know, kid and stuff. And I'm like, now I'm, you know, I, I get paid to speak. So it's, yeah, man. But I've I've always had music in my blood, man. Started there. You're just starting doing these speaking gigs. And did you get more gigs as a DJ or as a speaker? So early on, I started hosting clubs as the MC. You know, um, back then this was, you know, Miami early two thousands. Uh, I had some DJ friends that 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 uh, that were really influential, you know, within the community and stuff like that. Within that, not necessarily the community, the nightlife industry in Miami. Um, one of my guys, Mikey Sims, uh, he really took me under his wing. He didn't talk on the microphone. And because I was a pretty good talker, you know, he was like, hey, we should partner up and do something. And lo and behold, man, like we got together and I, I was introduced, you know, as an MC and that grew and then, um, you know, started meeting more people uh, and then started getting a little bit more advice. Like I took a little break for college, you know, like I need to go. What school did you go to? I went to Miami Dade. Oh, dope. But I went to Dade, which is interesting, but the University of Miami is a private school. So they don't have enough kids in their band program that come from these out-of-state, you know, places. So if you're enrolled in Miami, any college in Miami, Miami-Dade, FIU, or you can go St. Thomas, whatever it is, you can enroll in their marching band. So I did that for three years. That's what allowed me to be in the University of Miami's marching band because I was enrolled at a different college. And because they're a private school, they needed more kids in the Miami area and kids, well, all the kids abroad, like not abroad, but all the kids that are from different states, they're obviously coming to the University of Miami for a reason. But the Miami kids who grew up in these different bands in high school, you know, they wanted to keep those kids even though they couldn't afford to go to the University of Miami. So... But um, going back to, you know, talking and stuff, hosting, you know, clubs with, with a friend of mine, going back to school. Uh, then I got an interest in radio, television, broadcasting, communications. And I was like, okay, this might lead into something. Got an internship. You already had a PhD in that before you took the <laughs> class. Real, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, what did they even teach you in it? Like, uh, literally, I learned a lot, man. And it was crazy because this is a, a, a AM station at Miami Dade. It was, I, I never forget, it was 1600. AM. No one listened. Okay. But what it gained for me was I was allowed to. You had a platform. I had a platform and I was allowed to literally practice every day. So I would format my show and record it and listen to it. 
and to see how I can get better and better and better and better. That ultimately led me to an internship at the Heritage Station here in Miami's 99 Jams, which I end up, because I can work the board and stuff, because again, I was on college radio, so I was familiar with the boards and the knobs and all that stuff. I ended up working the board for, you know, one of the biggest DJs in the world, DJ Khaled. So when you see pictures of me and Khaled on social media, people don't know that that relationship stems from 20 years, you know, because I was his intern for a year and a half. That's so, amazing. You built yeah. that trust. And yeah. That's you awesome. know, and then, uh, so yeah, they see me at the games at the heat games and stuff. And he's with me. I was like, yeah, that's my guy. When you no look one. at those boards, I mean, they get crazy. Yeah. I mean, how much of it is fluff and how much of it is just pure genius? There are very few things that you, the mic switch, you know, on and off, know how to pot it up, pot it off. Uh, there might be an instant replay machine, which you can record something in. That's what the call, the, the Vox Pro is where you record the calls and stuff like that. Uh, just know how to pod that up. It's, it's super simple. But it, it looks like, you know, something that belongs like the in a spaceship. Yeah, 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 like studios are a hundred times worse because there's way too many knobs and buttons and stuff. And I don't even, I don't even go into that atmosphere. Like that's just way too much stuff. But yeah, just learning stuff like that. And then uh, eventually the um the demand for hiring a dj and an mc kind of just stopped because clubs were more focused on budgets and uh i it was like okay well what what do i do now do i i, I i'm just about two feet into this entertainment industry the next thing to do was to learn how to dj i'm around djs all the time i have that music background i can count i can count four bars i can count eight bars I'm on beat. I'm not gonna mess that up. I'll, I'll do that all day, right? So just learn the technicalities of DJing. And you know, some friends taught me that. And is that a big start to it? Just having that beat? Is that the foundation of everything? I think is well, you gotta have rhythm. That's that's pretty much the most important thing for the most part. Um, and then it's just being around DJs for so long, being in clubs as just the MC. I learned you feel music it, selection. You see it, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel it, you see it, you know, just so it's just learning. Do you have like technical. a music selection just swimming in your brain at all seconds? Or do you have to prep type things before you do a gig? I, it depends on the gig, but I, 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 I'm a really firm believer in prepping. Preparation is key for me. So let's say you're, I'm flying out of town to do a corporate, gig, a corporate event. Okay, cool. I want to find out the demographic. What are, what are the ages? Oh, M dot. They're thirty to seventy. Great. I got a playlist for that. Got a playlist for that, and I'm probably preparing it all week. And then I'll get on the plane and I'll tweak it a little bit more. That way, when I go into it, there's no hiccups. Just fun. Yeah. yeah. Now I'll I'll you know think of a curveball because I like being creative. I might be playing. So I'm not just gonna play. Hey, let me play song one through fifty in that exact order. No, that takes it takes away the creativity of being an entertainer and a DJ. I yeah. don't want to be that. I'm not a robot. Okay, like I'm still a person. So you know, I throw some curveballs in there and, and and stuff. But yeah, man, I, I I prep for just about everything. I never like going into a situation blind. You know what fascinates me? Those people that they can record instruments. And then they loop it and then they record a different instrument and then and loop they, it and they do like six to 10 of them yeah. and then build it on the set. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But when they do that, I think, uh, before they hit that record button, 
They prepped. They they prep. Yeah. You know, they mess around. Okay, this is what I'm I'm gonna work with this on the keys. This is this is the angle I'm going at. I'm gonna stay with, you know, E flat. That's 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 where I'm starting. I'm gonna go with an E flat or a minor or and and you know, and they just there's some kind of preparation that goes into that. I think it'd be foolish for anyone to go to to not prep going into a gig, you know blindfolded like no man you, you, you should prep because they're these people are paying you a lot of money to have a good time and you don't want to be stuck like oh this is not working like what right. do I do no you should prep that way you know you got me for an hour and a half cool I'm about to kill it for an hour and a half you will not sit down I hope you take your shoes off ladies your feet are gonna hurt and it's your reputation. Like Absolutely. if you screw up once, you could ruin your reputation. Yeah. You know, you want to just keep it going, right? Yeah, you want to, you want to, yeah. So I, I, I'm a firm believer in prepping, man. Like I agree. Even I just, I just emceed, I, I'm going to say MC, but was uh, the host of my friend's wedding on a super yacht. Ooh. And it was so fun, man. I mean, yeah. I was, I had the heebie, you know, that feeling you get before you speak, you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, what's going to happen when I first talking? But it was amazing, man. Just yeah. seeing people react and getting pulling tears out of the people, holding the suspense, letting them know. It was such a powerful moment. It is. And it's crazy what connecting and and just speaking can do for people. I tell tell people all the time, and the power of of your voice, man, the power of voice is just so, you know, there – there are again like i mentioned there are a ton of djs and and for the most part we all play somewhat the same music but what will separate me from the next person is i'm going to incorporate my voice as well so yeah i'm gonna play your favorite songs and we're gonna have a good time but i'm also check in and engage with you and make it see even though i'm talking to an audience i'm gonna make it seem like i'm specifically talking to you and to you right and and that's just the power of voice, man. Well, and, you got and, good range. You can come in like real low, like, and then, baby, I'm just talking to you and only you. <laughs> and then you can just go right into, what's up, y'all? Yeah, Here man. we are. We're yeah. here to play. Yeah, it's, it's that energy. That's energy. Energy is life, man. It is, man. But like I was, you know, was going to say earlier, like the same way we react to good energy, we kind of feel the bad energy, too. So I've been around and people, you know, and I'll... Because be it's because it can be shady, right? Yeah. The whole industry and just and now I'll, I'll be introduced to somebody and I can tell that the energy's off. So I'll be nice, hey, cool, man. Nice to meet you, man. And I'll duck off in the corner somewhere. You know, I'll go off in the corner just because I I, I feel it's it's our energies don't match. Yeah. You know, like when we open the door, we matched. We're talking about San Diego. We're talking about this. We're talking about that. You What's know? up? What's up? We match. Now, if it was different, it would have been like, yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and we've all been in that situation For before, sure. especially when we have, when we have, when we're, when we're just full of that radiant, like positive energy, like we can also feel that negative energy as well. Uh, it's like the mosquitoes, right? Yeah. You know, you can't hang out with mosquitoes, man. No. Mosquitoes, they just suck the soul out of you. Mosquitoes they, after it rains. The worst. That's the oh, only downside of Florida, God. in my opinion. Dear it's the only downside. Yeah, everything else is fine. The flooding's fine. It's just the mosquitoes. Yeah, they're 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 pretty bad, man. Like I'd be like the most value valuable bachelor if good tasting blood was like <laughs> a criteria. And I get destroyed by mosquitoes. You got that True Blood. You yeah. remember that show True Blood? I used yeah. to love that show. Yeah, that was a great show, right? I, yeah, I was into it. Yeah, vampires so, and werewolves. Yeah, so was I. Do you, you like Underworld? No. Never seen it. Oh, you never seen that? That's no. vampires and, and werewolves. That's that's this dope. is yeah, this is like a little bit more mystical unless it's violent, but I don't know. There is yeah. 
It's different than Underworld. Underworld's like intense. Who's yeah, the true. actress that's on Underworld? She's I don't remember a legend. Her yeah, you should definitely check out Underworld. I mean, that's okay. like, if you're into that shit, I guess is, so. is it better than True Blood? Give it to me. Give it to me straight. I, I would. No chaser. I'm, I'm a big fan of True Blood, so okay. I'm going True Blood. Okay. It's okay. just like a little more built out the storyline, you know. Okay. Well, they probably had more seat. Like it was a season. It was seasons. Yeah, yeah. But it was, yeah. There's just like a lot of fun involved in it. They were doing like, they were drinking blood, but it's kind of like a drug, like a psychedelic drug. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like just really built out and fun. I need yeah. to see it. Though. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was so. great. It was great, man. <laughs> And I'm not really into all that stuff, but I was like, I, you know, somebody put me on to it. And I started watching. I'm like, wait, this is actually pretty good. If you actually get into a series, it's so sick. Yeah, but extremely time consuming. For sure. <laughs> For like, sure. I, so I just finished uh, season four of Stranger Things, but now they have this. Is it worth it? Oh, my gosh. Everything that. Yeah, it was it was so worth the wait. Really? Yeah. But they stopped on the seventh episode and then they'll reconvene and like, I think next month, I believe it is. I just watched the Halo. Did you ever play Halo growing up? No. No? No. If you're a Halo My friends fan, did. it's on Paramount Plus. Um, it's freaking epic. They, the- they they put so much budget into it. It's yeah. so well made. The CGI is just insane. Oh, yeah. I just love great CGI films that are yeah. just like just looking at how movies have moved. Yeah, they've evolved, man. But at the same time, they just don't make movies the same anymore. No. I mean, we watched Forrest Gump the other day, and it, we were all in on it. But sure they just, that. like, Gladiator is one of my favorite movies of oh. all time, and Braveheart. They yeah. just can't make anything like that anymore. Yeah, Gladiator was, oh my, my gosh, what a great movie. What a great movie. Oh, you're not Jero entertained. Butler, right? Yeah. yeah. And people get you fired up, especially yeah. when you're at a club and you're DJing. Yeah. You put in, oh, you're not entertained. Everyone that. goes That's nuts. A, oh, I love that quote. Love that quote. So in terms of when you're going through your life as a DJ and building this up, um, you, you ended up landing some like really um, enormous gigs. You're working with the Miami Heat. How did that come up? So uh, my mentor, who's DJ Irie, uh, he's the first DJ in sports entertainment. He's really the person that laid the foundation for it. Uh, he's, he was with the Heat for, he's been with the Heat forever. Um, you know, he put me on, I think, uh, so this was the year after they won their first championship. So they won in 06, um, 06, 07, 06, I was on tour with Jamie Foxx, uh, come back and then, um, you know, he needed to fill in and stuff and got put on with him and it's like, wow, this is this is great because, you know, having my background in music and I played high school basketball and stuff and had a little stage. love gonna, basketball. I was going to walk on to a small school, you know, and stuff. But, uh, yeah. I, so you I get to shoot around and everything oh, still? <laughs> I mean, not at the arena, but I still, I train two days a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 530. Yeah. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, I train you got a good, two days you got a, That's LA Fitness? Yeah, yeah. I train two days a week. Those I, are I legendary groups, it. right? Like the LA Fitness ballers. Like, the, they, like They think they're all making it to the league. And they all, they're all terrible. <laughs> they're all terrible. But like, it sounds like a fun just thing to be doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you love... It's competitive. It's super competitive. Um, but they all, think, they all think that they're Steph Curry. They all think that they can hit a 30-foot shot and then... There's no one's hitting and, them. And then when they don't hit them and they miss badly, then they get mad like they're, like they're supposed to make these shots. Yeah. And I'm like, the, fundamental of, the fundamentals of basketball is just... They've just gone down, man. People, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, but it's, it's a good workout. 
Pickup yeah. basketball is one of the most fun things ever. It is. Even if, if you're terrible, if, it's so fun. If you're playing with a good crew. With the good, yeah, like if you're playing with me, you'd be like, yo, this shit sucks. But Ian's no, got no, a sick just... jump shot. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, it's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> but that's a good homie right there. You know? That is, that you is. You need a good guy like that. <laughs> you saw how I intrigued that was. I was like, wait, really? Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, I was man, like, is there a hoop? Hey, don't be getting no impressions yet. <laughs> I was like, wait, is there a hoop out there? I got my stuff in the car right now. <laughs> I mean, I can go rollerblading, but that's about <laughs> it right now. <laughs> true, true. But so, like, yeah, man, uh, he, you know, he put me on and... Um, the last couple of years have just elevated and, and, and kind of went into a more permanent position with it. But, uh, you know, this, this was the same guy that uh, that got me into sports entertainment. Um, so it's was, working was, the crowds. It's working the mics. It's work getting people going. All yeah, those things. Yeah. Feeling yeah, the energy. Just delivering. It's just, you know, Miami is a we're, we're a fun city. Like we're talking off the air, man. Um, so it, it only makes sense. And what brings us we have so many different nationalities and, you know. That's the best thing about it. Which is great. Which is great. So much flavor. But the cool thing is, and it's the melting pot for so many different, right? The cool thing is, and what brings us all together, in my humble opinion, is music. So, like, we can all be in the same area, and and we can all relate to a song and just be having a damn good time, you know, jamming to that song. So it it made sense for Miami to, to... to be the first to have a DJ in sports. Um, you know, that same guy, my mentor, put me on with the baseball team. So I was the first DJ in baseball. It had never been done before. Now, you think baseball, you think, you know, boring, take me out to the ball game, right. seventh in the totally. stretch, <laughs> a lot of popcorn, a lot of peanuts, you know, stuff like that. But in Miami, it works. Because, again, what brings us all together? Music. Music. So, you know, this guy... Uh, He's, I, I really owe a lot, like the majority of my career, you know, to him for putting me in, put me in really good positions to win. And then it was just up to me to, you know, make sure I represented him, myself, my family, my friends, and, and just kept it, just kept it going, you know, stay even kill. I mean, I, I love that. Stay even kill. Got to, man. There's no reason to be arrogant or cocky or anything like because as as soon as like as quick as i've you know been able to accomplish a lot of the things i set out it can be easily removed for sure i can be replaced i can make one bad decision but it's, that's why you don't get comfortable right no you can't get comfortable can't get you complacent can't. there's no way yeah there's no way it's interesting too because if you did something really sick a year ago it's funny how it feels like it's not relevant anymore yeah you know so some of these actors that have done the most amazing things are some of the most depressed people on the planet because they hit this huge high and now all of a sudden they're not doing it anymore so it's almost like you need to constantly be challenging yourself for your own sanity yeah because you know like if you've done it you hit that huge role you you played that crowd you know that there's more you could do yeah i i feel that way often because, and I say this being as humble as I possibly can, everything I set out to do, I've accomplished. So there's always, like, there's always a what's next. And and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love all the things that I'm doing now. But I, but I, I have that hunger and that desire for for something else. Because I, I believe in con- controlled chaos. That's why I wear so many hats. DJ, host influencer you know uh fitness guy who likes doing this brand ambassador uh you know 
MC. Controlled I, chaos. I, I like having multiple that, things going. Multiple on. things going. Wearing yeah. so many hats, and I I call it controlled chaos because I I I, I live off of that. I do. I I, you I could work a program ex- and call it controlled chaos. I should, huh? That's a good name for it. You know, you build some sort of. So that could be like the foundation. Yeah. You could build like an online course doing that or something. Yeah. Like teaching the youth how to become a DJ or like the 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 drop. Yeah. I like the that. M dot like official official drop. Kind of like that. Oh, now we're thinking. It's a big smile right yeah, there. Yeah, man. Like light bulbs have gone off, but but yeah, man. I like you know I I so I have that feeling where you know I I never want to get complacent and comfortable, but I I. I I always have that that drive and that hunger for something else. So I'm always like, and and that's that's a blessing and a curse, man. It's a blessing because again, everything I set out to do, I've accomplished. Yeah. And that's that's you know, if you, that's that's pretty hard to do. But on the contrary, it's like, yeah, I, I need something else. Yeah, because it's like if, if you look at it the extreme way, it's you're always unhappy. If you don't stop and smell the roses and travel and make memories, all of a sudden your life passes for you and you've just you're kind of like that person that just works every day, That's, but it's not, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. I felt like, uh, this might get a little deep, but before my daughter came into this world, that's how I was. I just worked. And, and, and that was the only thing that made sense to me. So I, I and it's kind of weird, like the way I explained it, but everything else was kind of like a blur, like in terms of my personal life and, 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 dating or whatever it is but like the only thing that truly made sense to me and made me happy was the controlled chaos was work so i can be on the radio for five days a week or three days a week and go do a heat game two days a week and then go fly somewhere with jamie and then come back and then go shoot this tv thing or, or go over here do a club i liked i really enjoyed that and i enjoyed like being you know, everywhere, everywhere, and and every every single time. But it got to a point where like I was unhappy because well, yeah, I'm doing all these cool things, and I, yeah, you may pat me on the back, but I'm you know after after the gig is done, I'm in my two bedroom apartment, my two bedroom condo you go from by this myself. Like crazing high energy to yeah. this low. I'm in my two bedroom condo by myself. Now I'm extremely introverted. So I tell people, yeah, I'm an introverted extrovert. And there was, and the, but then I go back, you know, the next day I'm at my gig and I'm like, yeah, I'm back on it. And then after the gig, right back in the, in the condo, you know? So it, again, it's, it's like we're living, you're living in a simulation when you do that. It's like, yeah, man. But, uh, but it's interesting. You mentioned your daughter because my dad tells me that before he had kids, you know, he just, life was very different. Everything about it. And he said that when he had his boys, me and my brother, it was like everything changed. Every like that day, everything changed for the way better. He said it just was like the best thing that can happen to you. What was that experience like? It it was uh, it was uh, an out of body experience. So a brief background, you know. Uh, again, I've been just consumed with work for however long I have, right? And then you find out you're having a child and you still don't know how to react. You still kind of like, okay, I'm excited, but oh shit, like I'm responsible for a human. <laughs> like, like I have to, I, I'm literally responsible for this human. So 
you know, the day my, my daughter was born, it was, this is how, how weird of, but thank goodness her mom is awesome. Um, my daughter was born at 3.43. I was on the flight to the Bahamas by 5.30, 5.45, to go be with Jamie to go do a gig. Came back, had a gig for a college team that I work for. And then came back to the hospital to spend time and had a Miami Heat gig on Sunday. So my daughter was born on Friday. Fly out to the Bahamas right after. Fly back. She's here for like an hour. Fly back. I was with her until they were able to take her and, you know, all the tests and stuff were done, which was great. Thank goodness she was born on time. Um, Came back, spent some time with her, had to go to the FIU gig. That's the college that I work for. I have a partnership with them. Uh, came back, spent more time with her, and then had a heat gig the very next day and stuff. Uh, but it was like, and then after that, it was like, okay, well, it was like the, your priorities shift. After 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 I did that, because it's I not was, an uncomfortable shift, it's just like a natural. Yeah, shift. it's just it's natural. It's just you. It's just a parental shift. I'm sure your dad can relate. It's like I already had these these prior engagements, so I could not back out of them. But uh, you know, if it were up, looking back, I probably would have if I had the chance to, you know. But uh, just like that, your priorities shift, and it's like, okay, well, I, I'm 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 gonna work smarter, not harder. I, I don't necessarily need to have the thrill of the control chaos. All the, I don't have to wear so many hats, but I'm still gonna work hard. I can pick and choose certain gigs now because I need to make sure that. I'm raising my daughter to be a great human. So yeah, from, from that day on, it was like, okay, well, if she's one, then the work can be one, a, you know, one, a one, whatever it is, you know, however you want to use it. But it was like, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was a, it was an eye opening experience because, well, that's gotta I, be crazy because you're clearly like I, you, you give a lot of love, right? Yeah. You clearly, you, you probably, you love your friends. Like, yeah. You love your people. Like, so you must have so much love for, for her. Oh man, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's just this way for you to just pour love out, which must feel ridiculous. so good for the soul. It feels it feels great. But remember, prior to this, all I I mean, I I just loved my work. I was in love with that. So you know, prior to having my daughter, work came first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Like literally, that's that's just how it was, and because that was the only thing that that made me happy. So there could have been some like mental health issues going on back then and stuff. Because shit, when you you have to drive to 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 do more, and you know, I guess not, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I like I don't like people saying like be the best, but you just have that that ultimate drive to to really do more and you know you could do more and, and you want to do more and even though you're damn near burnt to exhaustion because you're doing so much already but that just kept me going it is such a good feeling when you know you're exhausted but then you get like in front of it and it's like you got the energy you got the energy it's like the David Goggins thing it's, it's like, like nah you got you, you, you can go farther it's an on and off switch like you know you have a little bit left of the tank because this is ultimately what you love to do and, and it's your passion so you you know you're not gonna give up on your passion. You know you're gonna try to give a little bit extra. You're the main character of your movie. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. What would your movie be called? Oh man. Controlled chaos. I, I I like controlled chaos, man. <laughs> I like controlled chaos. I do. 
But I, I think I work extremely well under those conditions, man. It's, it's, it's not built for everyone. I, with, with all the different places you've been, what have been some of like the biggest highlights you feel of like those oh shit moments that you really like leveled up to a, to a new experience or something you just never even believed was even possible? I a have a question. I don't even know yeah. how to answer that. <laughs> I have, uh, I've, I've been fortunate to play in front of two presidents, uh, which was, if you, if you, have you ever been around like a political figure or like person in office or not like and, a and, huge Senator and, or anything like yeah. that? No. Let me just tell you, man, like, and I'm, having that law enforcement, having that love for law enforcement. So just imagine like being around, you know, a president and, and secret service and, and shit like that. And that's, that's, that's great, man. So, uh, just a different energy, different it, vibe. You all, it's <laughs> when the guy in the back looking like men in black. Yeah. About the- I, I tell you the vibes, not me being all happy go lucky. <laughs> it's more like, I don't even want to look at him. Yeah. I don't want to look at these what guys. What do they know about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know all my texts. Oh, because when you're, when you're, you know, when you do events like that, you know, they run an extensive background check, like extensive. So yeah, they, they want to know, they, they already know who you are. That's cool that you want to do the, the law enforcement thing. My dad always tells me this funny story that one time in his life, he was going to be in, he wanted to be in the CIA Okay. and he made it to like the very last interview, right? There's Ooh. only like a few people that made it. And he, he remembered telling me that he was in this room with this girl. They were both waiting to be called in for like what he thought was, was basically like the acceptance job. And she's just kind of chatting with them. Like they're getting friendly. And my dad's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, CIA and we walk around with a piece. It's gonna be awesome. He's just being fun and goofy. And Turns was, out that she was the last like, interview. <laughs> He's like, ah, shit. See, I'm gonna go into advertising. That's how, <laughs> that's how they get you. Yeah, they want you to be relaxed. Go in there and just act yourself. Act get, normal. Get, get you yeah. when you're not shoot the it. shit. Yeah, no, it's not. You're gonna you. learn today. Yeah, man. But uh, those those CIA and FBI and and Secret Service, there there's some interesting. I feel like it would actually not be as glamorous as you'd think because there's so much red tape of things that if you're a a huge change maker, I think it would be tough to make change in those scenarios. Maybe because I've watched too many movies. I really don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of tape that goes on with a lot of those things. I think, uh, for, for example, Secret Service, if you're not necessarily on the president's detail, like meaning like you're following him, like you're you're one of the 20 that ride with him. Because they have two different details. You have the one that goes and scouts the perimeter and, and, and make sure everything is cool. And they, like, hold it down before. And then you have the ones that travel with him everywhere you go. So uh, I met – I ended up meeting um, on, on the second event. So it, one was with George W. Second. Um, and then the other one was with President Obama. So this the second event, um, I ended up meeting a young Secret Service cat, like, same age. For the most part and he was the one that was on the the, the you know the scouting you're living both of your detail. lives to each other oh yeah yeah i'm just like and he was a super cool super cool brother man sitting there talking having a conversation with him and he was telling me yeah you know we get here just telling me things that you know how they secure the area because yeah. this this event was literally in the backyard of somebody's house in california reese witherspoon was the the mc and and she was the neighbor too, so it was one of these big donors, one of these big de- you know donors and stuff that wanted to have this 
hype, you know, this pricey fundraiser event right before he was to leave office and stuff. And Reese was there. And obviously I went with Jamie and, and, and performed and, and so on and so forth. But just having the conversation with him, I was like, man, this is kind of cool, man. Like this, this is crazy. But then it, then I'm like, you're like touching. This guy's like the same age as me, but he's like rock. Like he's going with the president everywhere and stuff. And I'm, and that could have been you, you know, it could have nah. been a different path. Could have been a nah, different that's path. way I wouldn't have passed that man. <laughs> I would have smiled. I, I would have smiled too much. They would have been like, nah, we gotta, we gotta kick him out, man. Like He's this guy, suspect. this guy's going to make friends with everybody. Like, no, nah. yeah. oh, you want to go meet the president? Cool. Uh, come in. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, those, the two, those are two events. Um, the Grammys performing, you know, at the Grammys, literally seeing so like when working with jamie do you you integrate your act and like you almost like know each other and can like communicate like mentally at that point because you yeah so we've much. we've we've done so many events that is so fascinating because out of all the people in the world i mean jamie fox is just such a legendary good person like, yeah so he's so talented his story's crazy like i listened to it on like the joe rogan experience once. okay I and mean, joe is such a phenomenal that was such a good interview one of the best interviews yeah. i've ever heard in my life yeah jamie's a really good storyteller uh a really good person just in general jamie you know he's he's a southern boy he grew up in right outside of dallas so i went to school in san diego went to college in san diego um that's for you sky <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, like having experiences like that, being with a person like that, man, it's like, it's, it's the, it's, it's sometimes I, I pinch myself, like, but the relationship has been, we, we've had this relationship for so long. Like I can read his mind. He can read my mind. And, and some of the events that we just do privately, just he and I going to do some of these corporate events, like it's, it's great. Someone you can relate to while yeah. you're on the road. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. also, and you know, like the last couple years I felt because, you know, the entire band doesn't go out to some of these corporate events for the last seven, eight years. It's just been he and I, and maybe two background singers, you know, just to rock with us on some of the events, it's just he and I, um, and, and, it's it's he's he trusts my opinion so we have that mutual respect like i know that he's the most talented person in the world but he also trusts me and my opinion and what and in the lane that i'm in in music so a lot of the times you know we'll be sitting in a room like this like a green room and then we'll have no idea what we're gonna do and he's like Dot, what are we gonna do and i'm like we just gonna figure it out man all right, so what do you want to start with? And I'm like, okay, well, let's start with this. You like it? He's like, yeah, man, let's do it, man. Whatever you want. Just take the lead. And I'm like, this guy is the epitome of talent. Like, there's you don't get, we all, like I said earlier. But like you, we see all, if you see him from a human perspective. Yeah, like I see him, like, and I talk to him like I'm, I'm talking to you guys. Like, yeah. I, I don't look at him as, as right. you know, but, but I know that he's this mega star. But man, having you know him having confidence in me and stuff like that is just that's special. It's taking my uh, taking my well, career. Clearly, to, he's got great talent, man. I mean, you're freaking a catch, man. The guy, he's listen. I, I've learned so much from him. He, he's one of the he's one of the biggest you know uh, advocates for like wearing many hats, and and they say you are who you hang out with or you're a reflection, you know. So I, I'm hanging out with a person like that. Yeah, I want to wear five or six hats, you know, just just if this one doesn't work out, guess what? I, st I still got four more things I got 
you know, I can, I can, I can do. And if that one doesn't work out, cool. I still got three more because I look at a person like that. You know, I may not be the best in all of the hats that I wear, but you know what? I wear quite a few and well, it's, it's diversification. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. like you got to be prepared. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And ultimately, you got to you, you need to do a lot to explain. Well, you're one your of those brand. people that anything you try, like anything you actually put your mind to, you're going to be good at. I tried golf. And I was terrible. But for how long? I need to go back. Me too, because it's the thing. I'm terrible at it, too. Like, I can maybe drive it, but I haven't really tried, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like if you got to do, like, 10 lessons, then you can say you really tried. Yeah. We should go golfing together, because uh, I want to learn golf. Let's do it. I need to, because yeah. it's like smoking cigars. We, we can practice our drives golf. at Top Golf though. Is we, that the vibe? Is that the spot? It's a I've vibe. actually never even been to Top It's a vibe, and you just, you can just, you can just swing. It's just practicing your drive, man. Yeah. You're not putting or anything like that. It's just, you just swing. Is Miami known for like having lots of golf courses? Because I, I know mean, they have like the really nice one in South Beach. It's, it's, it's the weather, yeah. yeah. They got golf they got courses everything. all over. You got Trump, and you got nine thousand other ones. I'm yeah, this sure. This is the spot. The one on the beach. Yeah. yeah, you should be playing golf. You got good weather, man. So, guy, you play golf as much as you probably have. Yeah, so nothing significant. Yeah. I love mini golf. I get so competitive in mini golf. Yeah, mini golf is a like is people a cool like vibe. mini golf is supposed to be like this cute thing. Like oh, I'm going a day. Like no, like no, I'm, I'm you're gonna put money on it. Yeah, like, it's we're gonna at least ante up dinner or something. Yeah, if I if I'm taking you on a date to mini golf, I am going to destroy you. I'm not yeah. trying to like let you win. So. You can hold. You, you, that's having power over someone. Like, imagine you take your date there and she beats you. Like, that's, yeah, that's now you now you. That's, <laughs> I can't imagine. That. Yeah, that's like bragging rights. No, forget bragging rights. Like, they have that power over you. Like, hell no. Like, no. You play ping pong. I'm 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 okay at it. Ping pong's the the best game. Yeah. So just like do and like actively do while you're just like in the middle of a work day and just like get some ping pong in. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Competition never gets old because you can always go off like whenever like, the older you get, maybe your limbs get a little bit more achier and things get tougher, but you can still just compete. And I think that the people that are still competing after like, cause in my opinion, when you're in younger, you kind of get forced to play certain sports. Yeah. You get forced into like some sort of societal way of looking at things. For example, I played hockey, soccer, lacrosse, but looking back, if I could have known what I know now, I would have played golf, tennis, and volleyball. Yeah. Because those are things I can do my whole life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially beach volleyball. My God. Those people seem That's, to have the best lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They get to do what they love every day right. at such a low cost. Yeah. It's such a low cost sport. Get, and they have like the best tans, like the best tan lines tan lines yeah but like, they're probably just all like borderline skin cancer at that point well i mean because i mean you're out in the sun for just bacon just bacon i'm just saying that because i don't have it but <laughs> I'm, I'm as white and vanilla as it gets i can't get tan if i begged someone for I've it i've been tan all my life brother <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah. such a vibe have you do you like the ocean i don't mind but i i, I like the ocean this is weird because i don't go to the beach here but I'll go to the beach when I'm on an island. Yeah. So if I'm in like Bahamas or so, I'm on the beach. That's good because it, it's it's healthy balance. Yeah. I, like I'm, you're not gonna really catch me here. Maybe one or two times a year. 
But yeah, if if I'm you know on the island somewhere, and I'll be on the island next month. If I'm on the island somewhere, I'm uh, I'm in the water. You ever try like free diving? Just no. Like one breath going down. No. You ever been excited by it? I I, I I'm fascinated by watching them do it. You should come with me sometime. We how did, how we, far down do you dive? Like I mean, I my best is sixty six feet on a breath, and, and that's and are you and going, that's like rookie compared to like the people out there, but. It's just literally one breath. So I have scuba dived since I was 16 just because, like, I saw Finding Nemo. And I was <laughs> like, this is the shit. <laughs> and I started a fish tank cleaning business in high school. <laughs> and I was just cleaning people's fish tanks in some sketchy scenarios, let me tell you. But I love doing it. I got paid great. But the fish, the aquariums and the coral reefs are the most beautiful thing on this planet, man. Yeah. You ever see a fully healthy coral reef? It's like unbelievable, the biodiversity and what's going on down there. It's real life Pokemon. You're sitting there and just something rolls up. It's like, oh, it's a level 32 manta ray. You know, what's good? Ooh. But in spearfishing, you have a giant gun and you can just poof, catch a fish. Yeah. And then you come back with like some straight primal like... Honey, I'm home. You know, like you got some hogfish coming in hot. Like some mahi mahi if you're lucky. It's just so fun, man. It's yeah. such a fun hobby. And if you live in this area, this is the best spot to do it. I'm sure. Especially the Keys, right? The Keys are... Keys are definitely dope. I like going to Pompano, like Lauderdale area. It's fantastic there. The Keys are just so slow. Whenever I go there, it's like I'm stoked for like a day or two. And then I'm like, get me out. Yeah, it, be- is a, it is a slower place. But I, that's what I like about it. You do? Yeah, man. I mean, especially when, look where we live. It's all fast paced here, man. It's good to kind of just like slow down and, and breathe and just just take it all in. If you could live in another country, where would you live? Uh, Not could, because obviously like fantastic, but if you had to. Oh my gosh. I could see myself doing like Bali or something just because that looks crazy or like Japan. Everyone tells me Japan is so crazy. They seem I've never been life. to Japan. I've been to South Korea. And what uh, was that like? Super cool. Yeah. They're so much more advanced than we are. Really? Yeah, man. This was a couple of years ago. Jamie and I went. And yeah, they're so much more advanced over there. Just technology is on a thousand over there. We're Seriously, so, we're so behind. Like you're just at the bus station and there's things. Yeah, there. just all kind of things. Like and that was my first experience with, and I've, I've yeah. But you probably find yourself in some funny situations. I've been in quite a few. <laughs> like yeah, I've, I've been in I've been in quite a few over the years. You know, over I, the years. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Like, have you ever been to a uh, to a party where, you know, the hostess greets you at the front door? So hey, hi, what's your name? Hi, pleasure to meet you. Uh, cell phone, please. Thank you. You can get it back at the end of the day. Like, I've been to several parties like that. Like, that's, that's some shit I can't talk about. <laughs> but, like, you know, we've been, I've, I've had some experiences like that. Like, that's been kind of cool. Yeah, those, I mean, those, uh, that is cool. When I mean, you but lose imagine, your phone, too, it's like, you're truly disconnected. In yeah, our world, it's. Like, I, oh, who could, like, can you, have you ever really done anything like that? Like where you could just totally disconnect? I did this from- thing called Brick. They like throw these phone free events. It's called gobrick.com, something like that. And you go in there and you like, it was kind of weird. It was like a sleepover. So it was like 140 people would all go together. And it was like, it's kind of dope. Everyone just hung out all day. And then you would like kind of sleep in a giant like auditorium. Everyone just set up shop. It was pretty dope. Uh, 
I wouldn't do it every day, but it was still dope. Yeah, it's good to disconnect and stuff. The man. mountains is the shit. That's the thing that we miss here, right? Yeah. We just don't have the mountains. Yeah, man, if we had the mountains. I remember my first experience with mountains, man, like flying out to the West Coast with Jay. Uh, this And this was after my first so my, after my first tour. I toured with Brooke Hogan, Hulk Hogan's daughter. Nice. Yeah, yeah that was my first <laughs> tour. Uh, it ended December 13th. I was on the flight the 14th out to LA to uh, to rehearse with Jamie. This was way back when, but flying out in the West Coast and seeing the mountains and stuff, I was like, this is insane because everything we did was on the East Coast. So even on the first tour, we did a little uh, run. You got to know it really well. Two, yeah. Like two months, and it was just the East Coast, up and down the East Coast. Never went to the West Coast. And my first experience out there was like, there's mountains here, and it's kind of like, 80s comfortable during the day but then it drops no bugs yeah no bugs and like the humidity is like none for the most part it's like this is kind of cool but then you got coyotes and and uh and earthquakes what's and the thing that really screws you up it's not coyotes it's uh is it what's what are the super wild cats there mountain lion mountain lions mountain lions yes imagine that you can face to face with a mountain lion well, yeah, that's that's pretty scary. I heard there's a lot of bears in Florida. Ton. We yeah. got bears, panthers, and gators, and snakes. That, that's more scary, in my opinion. Yeah, but they're not like the big grizzlies. They're like the distant cousins. They're like the brown, brown or black. Like they just want. I your, think we have They just want your steak, bears, and they're right? out. Yeah, yeah, those are. Yeah, they're like they're smaller. probably like our size. Like they look like us because Still they're so like fight out, but... and stuff. They're not like. They're not like the ones you see on like Nat Geo that are just, <laughs> no, they're like, these are like the, they're on the South Beach diet. The ones we have here, they're literally on the South Beach diet, but you could, you catch them. Cause I, I lived over in Southwest Florida, which is Naples, Fort Myers. I lived over there for a while. That's when I was on the radio and stuff. And they have like, you see bears, you know, people picking them up on their cameras, you know, they're, yeah, you see them come up to their houses and stuff like that. And same thing with the Panthers and. That's that's a common thing, and the, another common just is what you need to learn about Florida, which is interesting. If you ever go to a pool, don't just jump in. Yeah, you gotta look for gators. Yeah, man, you guys just you gotta be on the gator watch. Yeah, you got the iguanas. Uh, the condas are yeah, they're fine. They're not that cool, but this is just a ridiculous iguana story. At that wedding, there was a party at the Fountain Blue, and I was sitting there eating food, just having like a midday snack, feeling great. And there's a group of like two guys, two girls talking right at like side of this little awning and all of a sudden like something's like falling on this girl's head and it's like she's like screams and she's like she looks up and like everyone screams bro this freaking iguana that had to be five feet long just took a huge Shoot. dump on this girl's oh head. man <laughs> i've never seen it before oh I had man i've never seen it but that is prehistoric yeah you have prehistoric animals in florida uh. i mean gators they survived the the big boom yes, you, did. you know they got history, and the people that swim with them, that's crazy. I, yeah, they're, they're still a wild animal. Right. <laughs> Which is, but the uh, but interesting enough, uh, they're, they're like my favorite animal. Really? So, yeah, I'm like a gator guy. Have you been to uh, um, Shark Alley? Uh, come on, man, of course. Heck yeah. This place is the shit. Heck yeah. 
Scott, you got to go. It's a 15-mile loop. It's the dopest. Yeah. I loved whenever people visit. I, I had I rented a bike out there because I don't have my own bike. So I rented the bike. You did the, the rent. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and did I the rented trail. four times. Now I got a bike. But. Okay. Yeah, did the trail. And yeah, they're literally right there next to you. Cool thing about gators is that they're, for the most part, like, especially you learn when you're on that Shark Valley, they want nothing to do with us. Literally nothing. So they see us approaching. They, they, they haul ass. They're like, no. We're gone. That's the difference between. Or they just say, "I'm not interested." Yeah, you know. But that's the difference between gators and crocs. Crocs are well. Savages. There's apparently only two crocs that live in that whole area, yeah. and they're so rare. They're savages. They don't care. Like you approach them, they're they they're looking for confrontation. Crocodiles. Yeah. They they can get like twenty feet long or something yeah. crazy. I don't know, Sky. Maybe you can fact check that. No, let's fact check it. We yeah, we used to I, we used to swim in, in these man made lakes growing up in Miami and stuff. And, and you know, I was talking to some friends that I've had for plus twenty years, and we're like, you know, we did some dumb shit back then, like swimming in these man made lakes, and there are gators in these lakes and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> and none of us like had an experience with with the gator, but we got kind of lucky. But those things you do in Florida, man, you see a little rope and you see a lake, and you're like, oh, hey, let's go in, and then you all jump in and. Knowing damn well there's those gators in there somewhere. Yeah. So male saltwater crocodiles have been recorded at lengths of 23 feet. But that's saltwater. So that's, that's, yeah. Do uh, freshwater. Saltwater is like the ones that are out there and like, yeah. What's more scary, a 23 foot gator or like a 50, like a 60, 70 foot anaconda? They can't get that long. Freshwater crocodiles, seven and a half to nine and a half. 9.8 9.8 feet. Yeah, they're not that. <clears throat> Still wouldn't fuck with it. No. <laughs> I would think I would go with maybe the the the, the croc, man. I mean, here's I guess the good thing. On, on land, Cause they can, the they croc. They can still move. Yeah. But in the water, the conda probably. I don't know. Oh, they can swim and they, they, they can move, man. They, they both can move. Yeah, I'm just afraid. Like with the condo, they they strangle you. It's over, man. Yeah, they get a hold of you. It's At done. least like if they take your leg, you can maybe just swim away. And like while yeah. he's in the leg, you can just bounce. Yeah, like yeah. they their 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 objective is to grab you tight and until you you tap out. Yeah, I mean, I it's crazy that snakes are so like they're they're crazy. They're so vulnerable if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Like they just have this giant body, and their only thing is their head, and yeah. like they just crush it on this earth. Yeah, and people just don't want to f with them. I'm not unless I'm you're not like a, a mongoose. I'm not a snake person, man. Yeah. <laughs> not a snake person. I love listening to the nature. Like when it comes to documentaries, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, it's like Our Planet or yeah. like a night all these like crazy Dave and Attenborough stuff. When you're just sitting there like, damn. Yeah. This shit is crazy. Earth has created some crazy creatures, man. Yeah. There is and then once you get these cameras that are zooming in on these insects and shit. It's crazy what happens when you put a microscope on like a fly. Yeah. It is the most outrageous thing ever. And I think that we're going to see so much more just imagery that's going to come out of like the world because we have these super mega cameras right now. The yeah, iPhone 25 is going to be like, check out. These <laughs> things are shooting in what, 4K is it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's going down. They catch all your imperfections. Like <laughs> we, got, we got one of those cameras at the heat. I'm like, man, don't get too close, bro. You. <laughs> Looking at Miami, you've seen the big change and the big boom with COVID and everything. What has kind of been your thought process on it in terms of, do you think it's good for Miami or like, how do you see the change? 
Uh, good in the sense that, well, I, I would have to explain this in a couple different. Um, it sucks that COVID has brought a lot of people down to Miami and they're buying up everything. And, 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 and the housing market is is insane right now. Insane. Because, you, you know, you have people from east and west coast that don't mind paying $2,600 for a one-bedroom. Like, because where they, you know, they lived in New York and that was double the price. Or they lived in Cali and that was double the price. So it sucks that, you know, you see some of the stories that people are kind of being forced to move because they can't afford it. Uh, but it's also good in the sense that we're, we're even though COVID is, still exists, we're, we're kind of getting back to normal, some type of normalcy. I felt that this year, like when we started the basketball season, because we started, um, even before that, you know, with, with college football that I do, we opened up and it was just, okay, fans are, fans are allowed, you know? You know, and same thing with basketball, fans are allowed, you know? We, you can wear a mask or not, whatever it is, but, so it's good to get back to some type of, of, of normal behavior. Um, COVID was, it was rough, man. Like when I, when I talk You're saying to, that you have to get tested every day for some of this Yeah, stuff. and I don't mind that, you know, that, that stuff is, I don't mind getting tested every day. Um, but, you know, because I'd, I'd rather have it that way than to not have it at all, right? Sure. Because I remember, you know, when it hit, we had a game that I think it was a Saturday or no, no, I'm sorry. It was a Wednesday when we got the news. Cause I, we were literally in the game and uh, one of the players came down with it. The guy from Utah, Rudy Gobert and the league sent out an email saying, the, you know, it was going to be suspended until further notice. I didn't know what was going on because this was early on. This was like yeah. the first, you know, week or so so no one had any idea what's going on and that turned into not really having a season because they went up and did the bubble and stuff like that but um you know that gave me some time to reflect but it, it just it took a toll on me mentally because you go from having this controlled chaos that we speak of to it just being stripped away so it's like what do i do with all my time okay great spend more time with my daughter awesome started reading books. I read 18 and a half books. That's great. That's cool. But I still need that that feeling I get from being able to perform and to, you know, interact and engage with people. Yeah. And that took a toll on me, man. That had me in the in and sometimes a dark spot because and it and it, and it had me reevaluating like if like do I still want to do this? coming like will, will I be able to get out of this financially that was great because I save like I save like like an old person <laughs> okay like yeah I may have a sneaker habit and this but I, I literally save like I'm like I'm old and this might be it right so financially that was great still drove the same car still live in the same house still pay my bills everything was fine but mentally my gosh man like I was I was I was all over the place because it's like your okay, life gets flipped up. Yeah, yeah. and it's like you really get shook up. And it's, it's like, and then, I, you know, I, again, I started second-guessing myself. Like, 
you're not getting that validation from the fans, from the people, seeing the faces. Yeah, and that's that's what's most important. You're right? not on the Just, court. You're not on the court. Yeah, know? like being able to make someone have a good time is is important to me. Like I <laughs> I like that. I'm a people's person. Yeah. I want them to have a good time. Uh, and then it's like, well, I don't know if we're gonna be able to 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 come back from this. And if so, do I even want to still do this anymore? I've had a phenomenal run. I phenomenal. Oh, you're having run. those thoughts. Yes, that is. But dark. this is this is super dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, Ian, like I was in a I was in a place where, you know, I wasn't sure if if I wanted to continue, man. Um, but then you know, you get little glimmers of hope, and okay, here's a gig. Okay, but you, you gotta wear your mask and get tested. But here's a gig. All right, great. Here's another gig. All right, great, cool. All right, so we're starting the the year after the bubble. Not even the year after, because. The bubble ended in October. The bubble was where they all went to Orlando and they all had to stay within this confined space. So no outside guests, no fans, no nothing. That's what they, they finished out the, the remaining of the season in the bubble. So that ended in, let's say, October. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That ended in November, possibly. And we had our first game of the new season in December. Quick turnaround. Now, the glimmer of hope was... Okay, well, great. There's no fans, but we still want you in the arena DJing. So game one of us, we're playing. This was the day after Christmas. Big game. It was on ESPN. It's just me and the mascot and the players. That's all it was. So that's the glimmer of hope. Okay, well, cool. Did the whole season like that until they started, you know, adding a little Okay, but now, is it weird being like the hype guy with no audience? Super weird. With with <laughs> with built-in crowd noise, no audience, and I'm legit on the microphone like going there's 20,000 fans going in. Like there's 20,000 fans. You, it must have been funny to see. It was it was interesting. You but had to laugh at yourself. No, but because I I'm a professional, but it's an on and off switch. That's Literally awesome. an on and off switch. No, so I just felt like I was talking to 20,000 people. That's amazing. Even though I was talking to the ten, the five players on the court, the 10 on the bench, and the mascot next to me. You're a professional. Yeah, and it was, you know, and did that for, you know, so they started letting fans in. And, and then it was like, okay, well, I'd rather be doing this than not doing it at all. At yeah. all. So, you know, you, there's, there's, there's a blessing in that, in that, uh, you know, by being able to, to kind of still Thanks be sharing, working. I was just always so curious, like being someone in that world and then going through the craziest thing that no one ever suspected. You can't prepare yeah. for a pandemic, y'all. No, you know? <laughs> no. I think you know, in in our field, you know, we're we're entertainers, right? So, the one thing that we had going for us was just stripped away. And it was like, okay, so what do you do now? You know, and. And I tell people, and I'm, and I'm open with them, and that's why mental health is so important because so I was like, whenever I, people actually get down with it, like we had Aubrey on recently, that that uh, girl which works with Ali Yoga, just a tremendous human being and, and personality. She mm -hmm. just got on the show and was just, boom, hit it from like the beginning about depression and everything that's going yeah. on, and she's so vulnerable and yeah. open, and because of that, it made me vulnerable and open, yeah. and I was just like. Ooh, I feel real like she just opened something up. People yeah. that can be themselves like that, that is such a gift. And that's what I get. I feel that around you. Like you have that ability. I, I'm I'm pretty much an open book and I and I, I like to speak on it because it's so like people look at it as like people 
misinterpret it, you know, and think that, oh, you know, mental health, you may be crazy or something like that. No, 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 not even close. It's just, you know, I, I'm emotional. I, I love what I do. And, and not being able to do that, it really put a damper on me. Like, it, it really had me in a, in a uncomfortable place. And, and that's, that, that could be, you know, the drive and determination and, and, yeah. and, and the, the passion for what I do and just the, the pure love for what I do and being around people. And not being able to do that, yeah, like man. Like fix everybody else, people. like the, everybody else went to work. They still okay. You good? You get to work from home. Great. What do you do? work from home? Great. No, I didn't work from home. There was no working from home. There was no, no work. work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna be like in this. You know, I'm gonna be yeah. all over the place. You know, can't go here. Can't go get a haircut. I'm, I'm looking like you know uh, Tom Hanks and uh, what Cast was Castaway. Castaway. I'm looking crazy and. Wilson. Yeah, you know, but uh, it, you know, we made it out, and thankfully, you know, things are things are better. But um, I mean, the biggest thing that happened from that entire experience, though, is it made people realize, like, look, number one, you can work from home. A lot of these businesses were just not allowing that in the past, and you can literally build a career working from home. Absolutely, you don't need to go leave your house. You can no. go learn any career, any business. No, if you just do the research and get started, right? So that's a big big w from the pandemic you know yeah. if it will open up a, a lot of flawed systems man if you were uh if you're like a like an attorney and you know you had your secretaries coming to work every coming to the office you know for 15 years and the pandemic hit and now you you realize your secretaries can work from home and yeah man that's yeah that's uh I'd work from home I I take that over every day it was the world's best time to get a puppy at that time yeah or to learn a new trait, you know, learn a new craft, do something. So if you if you could go back, and I ask everyone this because it's a really deep question. I'm so curious to hear what you'd say. But if you could go back in time, back to when, you know, you were emceeing these proms and you could have told yourself, you know, one, two or three things that could have saved you a ton of time, maybe money, heartache, headache tears and just overall learning process and obviously a great answer is you know i wouldn't have told myself anything because it made me who i am today or i would have invested in crypto right but like what are some of those things that you would have told you a young version of you if you could uh mini m dot mm dot double m dot stay the course um be patient i think in in we 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 search for instant gratification right um and that's that's pretty much been not just in today's society that's, that's pretty much how it's always been we want something we want it now right um i think you know, if I I could tell myself just 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 stay the course, believe in yourself. It's 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 going to happen. Just be patient. Um, another thing would be just stop and 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 smell the roses. Like sit back and you don't have to like boast in your own glory or anything like that. But just sit back and realize that you've done some cool shit, and just accept it. I have a problem accepting like love i can give it out i have a problem like so when people like 
so like so, you don't like getting gifts almost like or you if you get a gift it's almost like weird to you yeah it feels but i i love giving i love giving gifts and 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 i and I, I love giving compliments and stuff I, it's kind of weird when i receive them i'm kind of weird like that i have to go see i have to go to therapy and figure that part out this is real no joke but it's like yeah like i so I, let's say I, I I did a gig in the shed back here and it was a great gig. And one of your friends was like, came up and said, Hey man, you know, you kicked ass. It was great. And I just be like, thanks man. I appreciate it, man. Like, Oh, it could have been better because I'm starting to think of like, Oh, well maybe I, I could have mixed that song with this song and did this with that and this and that. So instead of just receiving that, that love, like instead of filling your tank. Yeah. I'm like kind of like deflecting it a little bit. And yeah, so I, I, I need to, if I can go back and tell myself, just, you know, just take it all in, man. Take it all in. It's important, man. You got to fill the tank, right? It's like, you got yeah. you to gotta, you gotta be appreciative of how far you've come. Yeah. Because you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. I think uh, most importantly, like, forget the success. Just, just, just like, take, take pride. And, and 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 be present in the journey that, in which took you to get to where you are because like for me like going down the list of everything I've done it, it could look like it was overnight literally it could like look like it was overnight but it, it there were there were years it was you know it was it was a process luckily I had people that you know were able to to guide me in the right direction and 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 kind of put me in the in positions to win and it was just on myself not to screw it up like to just be myself and do what i gotta do and don't screw it up but bro. you give a lot of credit to other people like you know you're saying like you know you met these incredible people that put yourself in these yeah. positions but you it seems like you just appreciate and, and recognize when good things happen and yeah that's, and that seems to be a good big trait of your success yeah it's, it's, it can't just like a lot of people are me 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 you know i will never be that person because i you know without meeting this person then i wouldn't have this job and without meeting this person i wouldn't have had this job or this opportunity so there's there's you know there's always a lot of people to thank for that and again, like I've been put in some really great positions to win and it was just ultimately up to me to not screw it up, to just go and do what I got to do and just, you're going to be perfectly fine. Just don't screw it up. And that's just, you know, I've, I've kind of, man, I can't think of a better way to end the podcast with that. <laughs> I mean, Michael, you're just a fascinating human. Appreciate you're so it, kind, man. man. You came over here, you gave your time to us. You could be doing a million other things, but instead you got it. to talk about crocodiles and alligators yeah and, man that's and a, that's a first world and never making things happen so i appreciate it i know sky appreciates appreciate it you, man. Thank you're, you, man. you're welcome here anytime open door policy for sure and uh we appreciate you and this is the damn good day show yeah it's a damn good day this is a damn good day to have a damn good day